Ten minute talk. Ten minute talk. Ten minute talk. Ten minute talks. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes and a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and I'm joined once again by my fellow nerds, Simone and Ian. How are you both? I'm well, thank you. How I'm are you? I'm very good. Sorry, I interrupted you, Simone. There, I didn't know you were going to ask Chris how he was. Start as you mean to go on, we, Ian. We, we, <laughs> we, we usually don't care how Chris is. <laughs> it was a genuine question. How are you, Chris? I'm very well, thanks. Just coming off the back, as you know, of seeing Scream 6, which is crazy Ooh. enough to say in a sentence, Scream 6. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> I'd be here, but here we are. Um, Weirdly in a position wanting the Scream 7. That's all I'll say at the minute, but here we go. So, I mean, Well, we'll hear more about that on our special crossover episode. Yes. Uh, Toby, who unfortunately cannot join us today because, you know, as with all of us, life gets in the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Toby and I will be doing a Scream 6 review episode later this week, which will be out soon. And we're, we're going to have a guest, actually. Some, one of our UK film family, Rachel, our horror expert, will be joining us for that. So look out for that. And um, we'll talk all about Scream 6. But enough of that. That's later. We're going to, we're here today to talk about, obviously, the latest episode of The Last of Us. The Last Yay. of Us episode eight. You know, it's put us in a real uplifting mood, this series. <laughs> I feel like it's put us in a real positive mindset for the last eight weeks. I feel great. <laughs> yes. This uh, this episode uh, aptly titled When We Are In Need, because when we are in need, what, what more do you need than a show about the, the apocalypse, right? This episode, uh, which came out last week, picks up from... I guess more from episode six than seven, seven being sort of a a bridging episode between six and eight. We reunite with Ellie and Joel, who is still recovering from his wound that he received in episode six from the the group that attacked them. Ellie, while caring for Joel, goes off to hunt for some food and runs into two gentlemen called David and James. She agrees to trade the deer she's hunting for some penicillin in order to help Joel. We then grow to realise that David and James are part of another community that have a a secret. Let's call it that for now, shall we? Um, (laughs) Let's call it a secret. Um, But after the trade, they end up following Ellie back to where she's holed up with Joel in an effort to bring her to the group and take Joel out, as it is revealed that Joel has killed one of theirs back in episode six. So a lot happens in this episode. Uh, There's a lot lot to digest and also a lot of... um, a lot, a lot of the bears on the soul, I guess, mm. to to put it lightly. Um, I guess before we get into the, I'll say the grisly details of episode eight. Um, what did we think in general of episode eight as a whole? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's one word. Yeah, it's another yet again just bleak, bleak, bleak episode. Um, you know the. I feel like poor Ellie has been through so much and she we're really seeing here um, her experiencing the realities of life outside of a QZ and what it means to be an adult in this world. Um, The dangers that she will face and the dangerous people um, and that the world is the world that we knew is 
oh god it's just so sad um it is yeah you see like the corruption within the group that they encounter the mm. corruption of religion um and the attack that takes place um of this man that's supposed to be god-fearing um yeah it's just brutal absolutely brutal it is brutal 100 percent. and it's interesting obviously the the dynamic of that group that we encounter david's group is one that i think obviously shifts slowly with throughout the episode obviously as you grow to learn more about them um mm. interesting obviously as as we know from previous reviews of episodes we've done Simone, obviously you haven't played the game per se ian you kind of have or have or have witnessed Watch at least it. someone yeah. play the game and aware of this as myself and i don't know how you feel even having knowing what this episode would hold mm. it's still a lot isn't it <laughs> yeah like it's it's a i think it goes without saying now like the, the last of us is a well-made show so i don't want to like say yeah this is a fantastic episode because i think fairly consistently it's been very high quality tv yeah um so yeah great episode as per basically they've hit the mark on on their performances you know uh bella ramsey is that right bella yeah. ramsey yeah she's outstanding in this episode. i want yeah. can we just have a moment for bella ramsey i mean she's in this episode outstanding yeah. yeah if there's if there's still any doubters after this episode then get you, out yeah just go. go just leave yeah cause... if that doesn't win you over i don't know what does <laughs> oh yeah she's fantastic in this episode uh but so is everybody so is the mm preacher uh is he david is that david david yet yeah, played yeah. by scott shepherd really great performance very as well unsettling and mm-hmm. like v- trying to be over nice very like you know i'm a god-fearing man but in actual fact i'm like an absolute piece of shit um mm. so yeah i think i knew what was gonna happen um and even i was just like particularly when you know their little secret as a society you know comes mm. out which i guess you know cats out the bag yeah they're cannibals but like unknown cannibals the like the people of the group don't know that they're eating yeah other members of their group. exactly and that i think adds a, it adds an all whole other dimension to the yeah. dynamic of that group and the dynamic of the story um obviously as you as you said so the secret is with that group is they're obviously struggling for foods as you know is expected in the scenario they're in but they have in fact resorted to cannibalism and there are a select few members of the group james played by the one and only troy baker who we'll get to later um know about it so these people are eating unwell unwittingly mm. you know people they've captured people that have died within their group who knows really the details of it are vague and it's not and this is what I guess I wanted to touch on with this kind of theme is it's not overly explicit. You know, there are certain shows or things you've watched previously where cannibalism is very overt and very in your face and it's mm. very extreme. Mm. This really takes it, uh, sim, I don't know what you think, but I think it takes it to a different kind of view of it. But I think the impacts may be harder because of that. Oh, definitely. You know, when the it's like when they they in that first scene where we're in the kitchen um within that group and they bring in this meat and she's like oh what is it today and she's like oh it's it's venison Mm. 
um, that ain't you know, you don't, you don't doubt, venison. you don't <laughs> doubt that it is venison. And then they bring in the the deer that they had um, stolen from Ellie. Um, well, traded, like, traded, you know, in venison. <laughs> you know, they're cannibals, but they're not, yeah, true, you know, unreasonable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and then obviously when you have the reveal of the ear in the um the cell where uh not bella ellie god is being kept harrowing absolutely harrowing and there's such a level of control that i can't remember the name of the leader but there's such a level of david there's such a level of control that he has over the group and such a like it's supposed to be that you know that they're moving with love because christianity and finding god and all Mm. of this and it's it's not actually any of that it's just an one as it's more cult-like isn't Mm -hmm. it it feels really really cult-like i don't i don't know if it's if it's just me because obviously i was aware of what was going on before the episode from the game but there was definitely when they bring in the meat and they say oh it's venison i feel like for me maybe it was just me reading into it but there was a knowing look between them to say yeah, I, not that I know it's not. I know it's humans, but I know it's not. We, I know you're not getting this meat from venison. You know, I kind of thought that too, but that might be because we. Yeah, knew. like yeah. I was like, no, it's not venison. Mm. Like I, I definitely felt. But like... but that that moment, you're right, Sam. It's like it says everything it needs to say without being too in your face about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think and we'll carry on, Chris. I was just saying, and and as well, David's hold over the group. Um, is you see it when that moment when he turns you know from nice guy that's what i was about to say i think the moment where he slaps her Mm. is just such a oh my god yeah and also what he says to her and he's like you you always have a father and you think that he's talking about god but he's talking about himself yeah Yeah. and it's like it's it's just like oh my god he's he's like actually like clinically insane yeah, so I mean, it's not well. Hundred percent. Really yeah, I think and they do say if you eat people, you go crazy. Yeah, so... I said that, didn't I? When we were and... watching it, I was like, "Don't animals or humans, when you eat yourselves, you kind of go mad? Like that's like something chemically. I don't know. Never and done it, so I wouldn't know. You know, one of the only people that knows that they're eating people. Let's just say yes, and we'll put that out as a safety announcement to everyone listening. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, don't eat your own kind, yeah. <laughs> okay? Just ethically and medically, don't do it. Don't, yeah, just it's not, it's, it's not good for you in any aspect of life. So don't just don't do it. Also, um, very illegal. Very illegal. Yeah, very yeah that's illegal. another reason. That's that's another... Very illegal. If yes. nothing else, you'll you'll go to jail. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's just no real reward. You'll get to no jail reward. and you'll feel ill. So don't do it. <laughs> PSA announcement. PSA. Yeah. Courtesy of the Phantom Zone. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that bit where he says, you'll always have a father, yeah. obviously alludes to, again, another layer in the dynamic of this group. He's gone from, because he says he's gone from teacher to preacher, mm. but he's taking his, the word of God very much in his own interpretation of it. Mm. Obviously, he's basically saying, I am, you know, I'm in charge. And I can say what I want because it's in the voice of God. But really, I, I guess the question is, how much does he actually believe that? And how well, much is he using it to basically get his own way? That mm. conversation he has with Ellie in the mm. basement, uh, you know, where he's trying to like trick, well, 
well i guess yeah a good term would be seduce because obviously that is something that we see later on which i guess we're going to get into as well but the he is trying to seduce her into thinking the way he's thinking it almost comes across that like he doesn't believe this shit at all and he's just there to like because he wants that power and hold over people and is exploitative to the situation I think this episode does a really, really good job in, a, in frankly, I know an hour it seems like a lot, but in a very short time, it does a very good job to do a like small discussion, which is a much bigger, broader question, which you could turn, and I'm sure there is films that we could look into. In fact, yeah, a good one is The Master, but like films that talk mm. about, or like an episode that talks about how religion and faith can like manipulate and change people when you have somebody like david controlling that yeah and and we've seen that in film and cinema that you say the master is a great example yeah great example if you haven't seen it it's really good but like i think this episode does a very good job in a very short time whilst also showing other narratives like joel who you know he's 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 not well simone was right that wound was definitely getting infected you know mm-hmm. like because she didn't sterilize it we said this she said, didn't sterilize the wound you know simone was 110 percent correct you were like that's getting fucked up yeah and he, he did um and then we have him recovering and fucking up david's oh wound. yeah like, you know that was brutal and like we have that going on we have ellie's journey and then they do a really good job showing this group and how david has manipulated it by you know i guess the use of faith so very good episode for that but yeah no dave um joel fucks some people up in this episode like he does he does and i think just before we move on to i guess joel the the idea of faith and religion in these kind of scenarios is obviously as you said something we've seen in tv and film many times and how people in i guess these dire circumstances will turn to religion or their interpretation of it in mm. order to justify certain things they i guess need to do mm-hmm. in situations and also interestingly for example james uh, troy baker's character james who will follow that knowing that if he doesn't he doesn't really have the chance of survival even though he you can tell for his he knows what yeah. he's doing is wrong yeah. um he's not feeling but, it He's not no. feeling it. He's really not. But you know who is feeling it? Joel. When he gets when he wakes up, he is. I don't know what was in that injection, but he was not happy. It was some good shit in there, wasn't it? Yeah. So obviously, Ellie is caring for Joel with the penicillin, which is going direct into the wind. I'm not sure if that's where it should be injected either. I'm not. I said that. I'm, I'm not. But I'm not a medical person, so I don't know. Um, but, but at least it's going somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's in it. So, it's in it. It's yeah. got yeah, that's that's all that matters. It's right? all that matters, it's going yeah. into him. I'm pretty sure that's what she <laughs> what doesn't they say. Yeah. That's what they say when you go to hospital. It's it's in him, so it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, him. we put it in his nose, but it's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but obviously, what happens later in the episode is um, David obviously reveals to Ellie that they know she's with Joe. That Joe is the one who killed Alec, uh, who we who is a nameless NPC in the game, um, who has become probably one of the more famous NPCs now of The Last of Us because obviously he's the motivation behind them trying to get Joel. Um, After she turns down his offer to essentially join their group, she goes back to Joel and they follow follow her to Joel and she obviously tries to lead him away. 
doesn't pan out. Obviously, the horse is taken down. Very, that's very sad. Oh, I'd hate to see animals. Yeah, yeah I, I was oh. like, no, not the, well, horse. not the horse. Literally anything else, but not the horse. The Come horse on. Didn't do anything wrong, you know. But she leaves Joe in what we assume will be a very vulnerable state. However, what we didn't know is that Joe would just enter God mode and <laughs> <laughs> and fuck shit up. Um, so I think the 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 scene we obviously want to talk about most is the torture scene with the two guys. Oh, so have one on the chair and the other one tied up. The classic, you know, make sure he tells tells me the same answer is. Is that something that's happened in this series before? Is that, or am I remembering for some a different thing? Well, him like, torturing people. Well, there's that, and also, you know, it's like show me where, tell me the answer to this. And oh yeah, it was when he met the husband and wife in the cabin on their way to. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That was that was a lot more of a friendly interaction, tense. But... Yeah. Nobody this was one, a kneecap. <laughs> this, this one, however, how did we feel about Petro Pascal in this one? Jesus. Yeah, no. Would not want to cross his path on, on, a, on a dark Wait, night I, in an alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, uh, he he sticks that knife right in. And it, oh, I, could, oh, I could feel it. Oh, I could God, feel it. Yeah. That was awful. That was, it was brutal. I think what we've learned there is like, so, you know, we've got, we've always had this, like, Joel is like, not i don't want to say he's a bad person because he's not a bad person but i guess very much like david but in a different way because david's a sociopath psycho person joel has done what he needs to do to survive and we've heard about that when he like sees his brother in episode six is that right yeah Yeah. um and they see each other and they were like yeah we murdered people we did stuff that we weren't happy to do but we did it to survive um you know so we've got this impression that joel is like can be quite ruthless or at least like you know he's he's heavy-handed we get to really see what he's capable of in this episode Mm. um you know the second he stabbed that guy in the throat in the basement and just like bled him out i was like oh my god like that is like brutal literally watching the life go from his eyes (laughs) i was just like oh my god and then you know the fact that he's like torturing them then stabs the one that like told him and then just goes to the other one to beat his head in with a pipe and the guy's like why did you like why'd you do that like you know i i'm not gonna tell you anything he's like no it's fine i believe him and he just beats his head in and i'm just like oh my god this is fucked up this is just brutal like yeah and pretty much how it plays out in the game as well so it was pretty i remember playing that for the first time thinking jesus i mean it doesn't put you in the you know the position to do it it's obviously it's a cut scene at that point but it's Mm. still harrowing to think that this character you've been playing for past 10 hours will suddenly just do something like that and you but yeah it's i guess it's i guess it's a product of his environment of obviously his last 20 years surviving um but did he need to i guess do what he did no the the guy in the basement maybe but not those two and that's that's where the line is yeah no i don't know i think no yeah i think he should have really yeah no because like in the manner that he did uh, i mean it's pretty brutal i agree that you he didn't need to beat a man's head in but then again right okay so forgetting morality now okay you're in you're in an apocalyptic situation where you're finite resources so using a bullet on them is probably a waste of said bullet like you probably want to use that bullet when you're in a situation where you're fighting people in an open space and you need to kill somebody quickly whereas when you've got 
like a bullet. You probably could have just stabbed him. You didn't yeah. need to beat his head in. That's what I would say. But the reason why I'd say yes, he did need to kill both of those people is that if you leave people like that alive, they will come back. Yeah, and that's true. So you, it's something you have seen. to. Like I guess, like I'm not saying it's okay. Obviously, it's not. And and as I was saying before, like you're seeing Joel is a real like. He's he's not like a he's, good he's an unhinged guy. he's an unhinged guy. He's not a good yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. But I get. I I'm saying I understand his like rationale. Like he's he didn't need to beat his head in. Like that is totally excessive. And clearly he's doing that because he's like they've taken Ellie and I am livid at this situation. Um, yeah. But also, I guess if you're in this situation and you get Ellie and you leave. If you leave people alive that you've tortured, they're probably going to be like, we need to find that guy because he tortured me. So, I mean, dude didn't have any kneecaps left. He's no, like, no, the one he's not walking anywhere. He's not walking anywhere <laughs> to find he anyone. In, he, uh, he didn't take his kneecaps. No. God. So well, maybe you just it, take... He could, he could have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just collect them kneecaps, you know? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> I get, I get why he did it. Not yeah. the beating of the head, but killing these people. Yeah, the results. Yes, the method questionable. Yeah, you should. He didn't need to beat his head in. That was just no. like excessive force. Yeah. But then again, I guess in the apocalypse, it's kind of like you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, it is what yeah, it is. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, that he's beating his head in. It is what it is. You know, sorry, mate. You know, it's... sorry, mate. It's apocalypse, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, Ped- I mean, Pedro Pascal. Obviously, he's not had a lot to do uh, in the first half of the, the episode. Obviously, just apart from lying there, trying to stay alive. But he really, obviously picks it up in the in the second half and it's it's just he's great in that scene regardless of whether it was too much or not he's the whole his performance is generally obviously yeah. amazing and everything but i guess i want to touch on i guess some of the other performances so obviously we've spoken about um uh david the leader played by scott shepherd i think we agree he was he was really good in the role creepy mm-hmm. as fuck mm-hmm. but he was good in the role mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think what I was interested in was obviously when they had, um, I cannot remember the leader's name, played by Melanie Linsky in the other episode where she was like the kind of nice sounding leader, but she was meant to have an edge. I feel like this this was a bit more, um, like that was a bit more effective this time around. Which leader was that? So uh, I cannot remember her name. Her brother was dead in the QZ when they were trying to escape with Henry and Sam. Sam. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, they, and she basically yeah, had that nicey, nice kind yeah, of sound, yeah, but yeah. wasn't yeah. whereas I not find convincing. Yeah, but I think I mean, David David had that bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comparing them, actually, that's a real. I completely forgot about her. I thought you were talking about uh, Joel's brother's wife. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Comparing the leader of the QZ that collapsed to this one, like. He, I understand, especially with that banner that they had. It's like when in need, blah blah blah. You know, Kathleen, I understand. That's her name, Kathleen. Kathleen, Kathleen. Classic, Kathleen. classic Kathleen. Yeah. Um, I understand why people would follow this guy, particularly like his secondhand man. You know, th- who is questioning this because, like, they need to survive, and he is charismatic we see that when he first meets ellie Mm. you know he's very friendly and he's very approachable and he's not talking about like 
harming her. He's talking about providing her help. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not here to hurt you. I understand. Yeah. Whereas Kathleen, I just really didn't understand. I still don't get, you know, these people were like, yeah, yeah, we'll follow this lady. She seems, you know. Yeah. Whereas well, you can see why like, they would follow David, yeah. 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 Freeze, like, he's charismatic, but people think, sometimes think charismatic just means, oh, he's charming and, you know, he's nice. But charismatic is basically influencing other people with you know, how you are and how you act. And he is very charismatic and manages to put a sway over the group mm. completely. And they yeah. follow him. Like a cult leader. Well, yeah, cult leaders are 100%. Yeah, and yeah, he's exactly like a cult leader. Uh, but he and using the a religious facade to justify what he's doing and really getting into, I guess, obviously, with that scene with Ellie in the cage, almost like grooming talk mm. language yeah. behavior. It's very unsettling. And you know, it's this episode is just very unsettling on so many levels. But that though, that performance between those two was spectacular. Um, it's pretty much played out how it is in the game and honestly, I think and we said it before, Bella Ramsey, fantastic job for and I don't want to sound this to sound, you know, partner, but she's obviously a young actress, but she manages to carry that scene with no problems at all. She smashes it, I think anyway. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just phenomenal. And she is. Oh, just oh. David's just, he's such, like, a he does, he plays the perfect, like, unassuming leader, you know. I Yeah, this episode was great. The way that his character unfolds is mm. just perfect. Yeah. Oh, he did it again. It messed me up again. <laughs> you messed me up, mate. You fucking did it. You messed well, me up. Before we get on to the really, I guess, the crescendo last final part of the episode um i want to again a special shout out to troy baker as james who obviously played joe in the video game last of us he is the voice of joe so it was nice to see him get a cameo um oh wait like which one which one james that? the guy basically the second in command for david oh, who, who wore the the got, hat all the time got the butcher thing in the neck yeah he got, yeah he got me in the neck oh, yeah look at that look so at the that. tv the tv ellie killed the video game joe which was I guess how he'd want to do, how he'd want to go out in his cameo. So, um, but that I thought was he, a brutal kill as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he was he was great. Nice, obviously that they got him back. I think Ashley Johnson, who obviously voiced Ellie, will be in, if not the next episode, must be in the next episode because she's yeah, due to be in this. Awesome, so she must it? be. Yeah, it has to be. Um, but yeah, so I guess to f- the final bit, the final um, scenes of the episode, the the fight between Ellie and David. The cabin catching fire, which the whole sequence is pretty much frame per- frame perfect to have it plays out in the video game, which I remember I was watching it thinking, Jesus, I remember this. Like, it's so vivid. Um, mm. But how do we feel about that? Obviously, the, the very end where Joe and Ellie are reunited. How was that whole scenario for you guys? Oh. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, you go, Sim. You, you, you... Uh... Yeah, we we were quite silent for a bit afterwards. Um, like now, <laughs> we, <yeah>. we just... <laughs> I guess in terms of tension, obviously build up David's language, David's demeanor change has changed completely from how we first meet him, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's... so you've got the uh, when he's chasing her around the um, trying to find her in the like dining area. Yeah, um, and you know she throws that fire that piece of burning wood at him mm-hmm. and the fire starts 
and it's just i mean i even shouted at the tv i was like well, well take care of the fire yeah you know yeah. maybe we maybe maybe put put the, put the fire out you know um yeah the fire does start by accident in the game where they knock over a lantern and then it just catches fire but she 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 yeah the fire seems would to me would be top priority but, uh, that's but, actually but he point. had he had he had other ideas in 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 mind and yeah well uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you yeah, take it Ian. you take it that's a good <laughs> it's a good point just to keep on the fire right that kind of makes more sense that they re- like grappling and like that something gets knocked over and starts fire i thought it was weird it, it's not a terrible thing but it is weird that ellie has a fire stick like and i said to simone why didn't she just keep that and swing it at him when she, he got near her and instead she throws it and it catches a light and again he looks at it and he's like, no, nah, okay, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue on my pursuit here, and you know, try and, uh, yeah, it, well, yeah, um, that that was kind of a bit odd, I think, in just terms of because now that I've heard they knocked over a lantern, that kind of makes more sense in 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 terms of context of like how I guess people would react to that because like if you are wrestling with somebody grappling with somebody and you knock over something you're not going to really pay attention to that because you're in that situation Ooh. whereas she's thrown something and he definitely had time to turn around and just kind of like do something about that but he kind of just doesn't which is a bit odd and also i think ellie should have probably kept hold of that but that's just my two cents on that anyway you've, in- you've never i guess you know we've never been a good point i've not been in, in a where so you, don't, you don't know, Ian. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I'm not in an apocalypse with mold, moss, fungi people, and being chased by a cult leader. That's a very fair point. So yeah. it's, not, it's not apocalypse explained to these people, all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, he wants to essentially, like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely i think there was a we didn't have a warning when we watched ours but i've heard from other people there was a warning before the episode um and i guess warning for listeners as well i mean you probably have watched it so you know he tries to rape ellie yeah um and there wasn't a warning when i watched it was there not That's i don't a... remember there being a warning but i could i could be wrong but it's usually usually it's usually was. the one that when there is warnings would stick out in my head yeah you know? that's fair yeah a colleague of mine said that there was on on their one so um maybe there's just different networks or you know different different places of watching it you know mm. different warnings but um it isn't you know obviously watching films as we do um i've we've seen probably more ext- not extreme that's not the right word because this is an extreme situation but we've seen situations go further than what happened mm-hmm. you know yeah. um he it, it, he he luckily like it, it she kills him before anything like happens um but the actor david the language he uses during the scene is just like deeply like unsettling like deep like oh i'm going to keep you and like it's just like oh god mm. this is just yeah. horrendous yeah and then ellie's like what when... he says he says is like uh what is it that he says something about like being accepting of love yeah and then phrases like don't you know by now that i like the fight and just things like that you're like oh Oh, man it's awful it's it's genuinely like i say it didn't go as far as like you know it could have i guess 
It went pretty far though, and yeah. like I think, I think it's, it... it's far enough though. I was and... about to say the way they did it is enough, it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that from the way that he behaves, you know that. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not the first time that he has probably done this. No, I like, guess it also leaves implications of like what what happened. he's doing. Yeah. in his own community. community and i think it's, wow. it's that it's the crescendo of this yeah. is this is what this is why he is the way he is well it comes back to that scene from before where he slaps that young yeah. girl yeah and so it says what he says to her it kind of comes around and makes you rethink that moment and think yeah. what's the dynamic there now as well mm-hmm. um but yeah and then obviously thankfully gets his comeuppance oh <laughs> yes. more, more than enough by, hit him um, again uh, with the machete yeah. hit him again yeah. so this is an interesting difference from the video game so there are a couple of key differences that have happened from the show mm-hmm. and i'll get into the main one i guess at the end so one of the main ones being that in the game we don't get any real backstory as to david at the group we we don't meet any other group. We don't have any of those scenes he has where he's talking to okay. I guess, those people. But we do. The first time we meet David is when Ellie meets David with the deer uh, and James, and that that whole scene plays out. And obviously, they do go after him, and, and everything from that point plays out from there. Um, another key difference: um, the bunny gets killed in the game. So glad they oh. didn't do that. Um, oh. Yeah. So basically, what happens in as I as I said before. The episode seven was part of the downloadable content for Last of Us, the Left Behind bit. So basically, after Joel gets stabbed, it cuts to a scene where a rabbit's running in front of the camera and gets shot by an arrow, which is Ellie. So the rabbit, um, I believe, was Neil Druckmann's way of redeeming himself because apparently a lot of people are like, why did you have to kill the rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> so I think this was I like his the way of saying is what people were annoyed by. Not the hey, people care more about animals than people, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the horse. When the horse gets shot you're like oh man that yeah. horse is poor horse do anything wrong you know no i didn't um but i guess one of the key differences is um in the in the dining area scene where ellie's obviously repeatedly stabbing david over and over again in the game joel rushes in at her and grabs her at that point and takes mm-hmm. her off him and stops her whereas in obviously the tv show she walks outside and they're reunited that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which is obviously, I guess, different because Ellie stops of her own volition and they meet outside and they still have that embrace. But in the other one, um, I guess Joel's the one who stops her. How far does that go? I don't know if that would make, uh, for you guys, as much of a difference. But I just thought it was an interesting narrative choice to not have Joel do that because it's quite a significant moment. Mm. I think for me, it it was very um it was good to see like well not good to see because none of this was good to see but <laughs> it was just a good time yeah it was light hearted there, there was a <laughs> there was a a sort of um i can't even think of the word <laughs> but there's a moment where you know ellie gets to regain that power by being like no i'm going to fuck you up yeah. and you know she needs to have that purge of emotion mm-hmm. um and so I feel like that was a somewhat healthy exchange mm. of power there mm-hmm. um, for her. And I think that's it's satis- it was satisfying to watch. It's interesting. I, I got a different like take on that. Like, and I think it's interesting if they had kept the Joel moment because I, I got it that like any shred of innocence is gone. 
like you know like we the story of the last of us i guess from from my perspective has been ellie's growing up and you know the episodes have been around like ellie experiencing you know life in this world and like what you know she's left the qz for a first time and like her life and we've seen you know her experiences towards loss and love and like uh parental relationships and how that she has changed through it and as we've been going through things for me anyway and i'm sure for all of us watching this have just got so much bleaker Mm. like every time you think it's bad and it's bleak it's like nah nah you you don't know you don't know you know (laughs) like uh, a lovely couple, you know, dying together in each other's arms. Sad, but like life affirming. You know, nice. Oh, okay, okay. A brother having to shoot his like b- other brother and shoot himself. Oh, it's dark, dark. It's real dark. Mm. Now we're on to this. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just like, and I felt like when she's like absolutely like, because he was dead. He's dead. Like, and she just kept going and going. I felt like it's a moment of like initially, yes, you have this like, yeah, she did it, and then it's like, oh, oh, she's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, in yeah. the game maybe that comes across more because Joel pulls her off, yeah, and this maybe because she chose to stop is like, I get where you're coming from, Sim, with like going, you know, she did it, but like I was like, oh God, she's just not ever going to be the same person ever again. Like, it's a, it's just a complete eruption of emotion, I think, in that point yeah. where she's basically after everything she's been through. Obviously, we saw, and, and and I think that's why they include the episode with Riley in this series rather yeah. than yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is to show true. is to yeah. show she's lost so much, and mm. from what I understand of what is coming, there will be more, I guess, backstory as to. Ellie's grief and loss that she suffered and I think this is just a crescendo moment where she's letting it all out and I am inclined to agree that it's good that she had that moment to herself and she's able to basically have that moment to let it all out without obviously without interruption you, you don't want her to go too far and just go crazy but if she's interrupted I guess she doesn't she feels like that might still be bottled up inside her, whereas she she is allowed to completely vent and stop and come out of it on her own terms rather than being dragged out of it. So mm-hmm. I get the narrative choice. I just it was interesting to hear you guys' thoughts because obviously it's quite a narrative split from the game. Um, mm-hmm. But what they do have is that moment, the similar moment where he calls her baby girl. Um, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. which obviously is what he called Sarah, mm-hmm. and. I think that's for me the whole brings together the whole point of The Last of Us is not clickers, it's not monsters and apocalypse. It's about these two individuals and how they've come together to become, you know, Ellie and Joel, characters that people have loved for years. And I, that baby moment, that baby girl moment, oh, made me well up, mm. made me think about mm. it. But mm. yeah, so I guess as much as we obviously think the episode was bleak and it was. Good episode, yeah. Outstanding, I mean, outstanding. As, as per usual. You as know, per, yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like we're just saying that for every episode, but honestly, it's 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 interesting because I said this to Toby, so much better than I imagined it would be 
for a TV show game adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, video games historically have been very bad in terms of adapting onto the screen. Um, we have so many like options to be like, you know, that's bad. That is a really shit adaptation. You know, we only had one, was it this year or last year? With um Uncharted. Is it Uncharted? Yeah. 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 With Tom Oh Tom Holland. Um <laughs> you know, like he there's we've had so many like examples of terrible video game movies and something or shows. And something that people have always said is that like it's hard to transition narrative of video video games to screen because you are inherently in control of that character mm-hmm. uh, and it's always a really hard transition um but the last of us has felt like the perfect example of how to do this and like i guess some people would say well it's a cinematic game anyway so it kind of lends itself to that adaptation whereas mm-hmm. something like you know we're getting a Mario movie, so we're going to see how that goes. So, like, something like Mario might not Yay. work. Yay! Let's go! But let's see before I... Uh... But Mario is one that I'd be like... I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird one to adapt, or even a Sonic movie. I guess that's a good example, because they're not really games that rely on narrative. You know, yeah. they're platformers, so it's weird to be like, there's a game of that, a film of that, whereas this is cinematic in the way it's told and you do have people like myself who watch playthroughs because you hear that it's cinematic and you can just watch that yeah you but, can but they have done an outstanding job of adapting a video game and making artistic choices and changes that for somebody like simone who's never watched it you i'm sh- i'm speaking for you but i'm sure you'd agree you you don't feel like you've lacked anything by not playing the game right not at all yeah so they've done a good job well done well done everybody well done (laughs) (laughs) done good yeah Simone agree great adaptation you've enjoyed it I've I I have absolutely I mean it has been an emotional roller coaster and you know at points I've been like why am I on this ride (laughs) but it is phenomenal tv it's it's, gri- it's gri- so gripping. It's it is funny. After every time we finish an episode, every episode we're like, we need to watch something like. <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, we need to watch something we... lighthearted, yeah, yeah. comedy. Just, I mean, I mean, you guys watch Chernobyl, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Simone, have you seen Chernobyl? I've not seen it. Oh God, you're not ready. Um, it <laughs> it's, is, it's worse than this. It is worse. It's way than, worse. It is well worse than this. But I, honestly, I I remember watching Chernobyl, thinking this might be five of the best episodes of TV I've ever watched but, in my life. Actually, to, to link it to this episode, this has been the first episode that I was like, this this made me feel like some of the episodes from Chernobyl because like this is like this is so like awfully bleak like even more bleak and like chernobyl's horrendous because like this happened so it's like real and like that's an extra thing on top of it so i think chernobyl is even more like depressing um but like this episode just because it was just so like visceral at points Mm -hmm. this was very close to the not exactly the same like I don't think anything's going to be as like when you're watching that guy in the the hospital. Uh, oh, room. I like, don't. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's ever going to be like that after being hit by full radiation in the face. Yeah. Um, but like this was one that made me just feel as empty. Like it just, 
it's yeah. it, Chernobyl's a really weird one for me because it's like I would t- I I would tell anyone and everyone to watch it, but I wouldn't at the same time because I'm like I don't want you to fall into this pit of despair. It's <laughs> it's a show I'm never ever like I probably I would will. never watch it again. Yeah, but I probably will because Simone's gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it again, but I'm never really want to watch it. There's a great guy on YouTube called Ryan Hollinger who specifically like talks about horror films uh and does deconstructions on horror films some like really famous ones like the shining and like midsommar but he also does like some more quirky ones like children of the corn which if you've not watched it like it's not a great film but it's a great like so bad it's good film i love it's that a better film. book read the book yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Hundred. he even says that he even yeah. says that in his video but it's a great video because he talks about like the themes of the 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 films and stuff but anyway he did one on chernobyl because he was like the way in which it's presented is like a horror like it's so horrific there's no massive set pieces or anything there's no like crazy action it's just so well done yeah it's so good and i really don't want to ever watch it again (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of like the road i've watched that and i'm never gonna watch it ever ever yeah i mean obviously we are talking a lot but chernobyl is obviously the reason bring up is obviously showrunner Craig Mazin, who made Chernobyl, has a hand mm-hmm. in this, and you can see I've I've, I've seen parallels to it in that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this this show hasn't relied too heavily on clickers or you know mm-hmm. monsters or big action set pieces. It's had them, it's true, but mm-hmm. like Chernobyl, it's eked out its story through characters. Could have easily through, gone the other way as well. Easily gone the other way, and that's where it that i think that's partly why it's so good it's because mm. you are connected to characters if you're not connected to characters avatar 2 looking at you <laughs> then um i'll have a go at it if i can right mm. um but well. um well um you're not connected to characters you you can't be connected to story you can't really want them to do well because if mm. you don't care about the characters why would you care how they're doing where they're going what they're doing etc and yeah for me that's what last of us is got 100 percent. i have a question for both of you then just like i know we will have to wrap up um but i have a question do you think you'll ever watch this again i will i think i will i think i'll rewatch it before the series two um which a friend a friend of mine said something interesting we've both played both games and he said something about the pacing because obviously this show is pacing at a certain rate towards the games Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see what season two and potentially three, if they to go down that route, mm-hmm. um, how that kind of gets spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will watch this again. Um, I think it's really good. It'd be good to watch it all. I say it'd be good to watch it all in one go. It'd probably be very, very devastating. But yeah, um, yeah I'd watch this again more than Chernobyl. <laughs> Simone, what about you? Um, I think I need time. Yeah, <laughs> I need. I need. I. I it's not like we're going to finish it, and I'm going to go right. Should we start from episode one? Like, <laughs> no, this is. I, I'm going to need some time. Yeah, my wife hasn't. Is... Yeah, my wife hasn't watched the last few, so I need to rewatch those as well. Probably. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. Um, Jesus but you know, it's it's it it is for not at, at its heart. It is. It's just. It's it's a great. It's a, it's a, a compelling mm. story, and it's very life affirming, and it's. It it is a in its own unique way a very beautiful story. It is, um, mm-hmm. and and so, yeah, I will probably watch it again, but not not yeah, anytime fair. soon. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. yeah, fair enough. Well, we are eight episodes down, one to go. Finale on Monday night. Are we excited? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I don't I don't know what's come. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's well, coming. Wow, I was going to ask you, are you still sticking with your theory, Simone? Yes, I am okay. still definitely th- sticking cool. with my theory. Awesome. I do not think Joel is not a completely healed man. We know that. So Both mentally um, and physically now, you know. Um brain's not know, good, body not good. Probably does need another dose of penicillin. And, um, straight, just straight to the wound. Straight <laughs> to the wound. In his nose, somewhere, just anywhere, as long as it's in the. Just body. throw it like a dart wherever it lands. That'd be fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mm. uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna be a happy ending. Well, I'm saying, no, I'm like, saying nothing. Obviously, I, obviously, I know where things are going, but I'd love it to be like Dallas. Like, <laughs> if um, he just wakes up, and like it's Pedro not... Pascal wakes up and he's like oh god that was a weird dream and he hears the shower and he goes in and like i don't know you have like a random actor in there who's pedro Pe- maybe oscar isaac those two are friends oscar isaac's in the shower and and he's like oh what a weird dream and that's the end of the last of us or it just know. cuts into episode of the mandalorian <laughs> yeah 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 he wakes up and he's like oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh what a weird dream <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. Yeah. I created a whole planet and a whole network of history of thousands of years oh god well yeah um, i guess i guess we'll see um the the finale which i've read is only going to be just under 45 minutes long so oh. there's not going to be a lot in there which um mm. is an interesting choice you think they'd give themselves as much time to get yeah, as much in but uh, we have faith they've been great so far Whatever they're going to do, I'm sure we'll love it. And obviously, there's a season two renewed, so nice, nice. can't wait for that either. So, yeah, until the finale, until that next time, thank you for joining me this week, both of you. It's been great having a chat and a catch up over the uplifting stuff that is The Last of Us. <laughs> thank you, Chris. As Thanks, our therapy Chris. sessions continue, <laughs> and um, <laughs> of course, thank you to everyone listening and for everyone that tunes in every week. If you have enjoyed listening to us today, remember there are other episodes we have on uh, our channels um, for all kinds of nerdy topics from Marvel, DC, obviously other Last of Us reviews. We have our upcoming Scream review where Toby and I will be talking all about that with Rachel, our guest. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud at The Phantom Zone and also on Instagram and Twitter at The Phantom Zone Podcast. So feel free to drop us a message or follow us on there. Um, But until then, Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.